0: Before we begin, I want to say I apologize for the sound during the interview. The content was almost lost to the ether, and I had to recover it. Um, So thanks to some uh, jiggery-pokery by yours truly, uh, it was able to be recovered, however, that created some issues with the sound, so hopefully you can hear it just fine. Today's spooky special guest is award-winning author Jenna O'Malley, and we talk about everything from anime to fan fiction to some dirty little secrets. This is episode three of Let's Get Mystical. How you doing, Lynn? I'm
1: good. How are you doing?
0: Oh, not bad. Been a little you sound under- as
1: blah as me today. Is it, <laughs> is the weather getting you too?
0: I don't know if it's the weather or what, but I've been a little ill. You know, I don't. I've been having like sinus problems and coughing and sneezing and stuff. So I don't know if because the temperatures here have been like up and down. Like it'll be yes. forty five degrees one day and then it'll be almost single digits the next day so it's
1: oh no we had we had mid 60s for three days in a row and it's currently 20 something degrees outside and we have sleet ice and snow coming
0: it's so i mean i i like the warm days for the most part but the up and down is killing me
1: yeah yeah messes with your immune system and your sinuses and allergies
0: yeah Yeah, such is life (laughs) (laughs) So, I um, understand you have a list of paracons to tell us about. Yes,
1: I do. As promised, I have them available. Let me pull these up for you. So, I'm only going to list off a few of them, but I'm I'm sure you would have no problem listing those for those who uh, go back and check later.
0: I'll probably put a link to this site that we found them on um, in the show notes, so...
1: Well, the only one that we had in February, and it's from the 25th through the 27th, and these are for those people in Savannah, Georgia, is the Haunted Savannah Paracon. In March, uh, there's only a few again. Let's see, we have the Austin Witch Fest in Texas. We have the Trans World's Halloween and Attraction Show in St. Louis, and that's March 17th to 20th, so you know I'm going to that one. Uh, We have Rochester Winter Parafest in I don't even know how to say it. Geneseo, New, New York. Now, how are they going to call it a winter para- parafest when it's in March? That's not winter anymore.
0: Because it's New York and it's still winter. <laughs> this
1: is true. You, you northerners don't
0: um, have
1: normal weather.
0: And since you forgot to mention, the Austin Witch Fest is on March 5th.
1: Oh, yes it is. Sorry about that. Um, let's see. In April, let's see, we've got the Spring History Haunts and Legends event in Jefferson, Texas which makes me kind of want to travel to that one. Eureka Springs has the Ozark Mountain UFO Conference. We have the 5th Annual Nebraska Bigfoot Conference in Hastings, Nebraska. And then this one, I've i have never been to Vegas, but I kind of want to go now. The CrimeCon Las Vegas.
0: And Let's you, make sure you mention the dates for those.
1: Oh, hey, by the way.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> CrimeCon is April 29th and May 1st. The Bigfoot Conference is April twenty second to twenty third. The Ozark Mountain UFO Conference is April eighth through tenth, and the History Haunts and Legends in Texas is April second.
0: I kind of want to go to the UFO conference. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sure. They, I'm sure I'll hear about CrimeCon because I listen to another podcast that's all about um, crime fiction. So Her, doesn't I'll hear about it that. just
1: sound fun? It does. Like, I wish I could like show you the pictures of my books that I'm looking at right now the psychopaths and 101 notorious crimes and sorry, 501 notorious crimes. All right, so in May coming up, we have the Revenant Con at Ashmore Estates, Ashmore, Illinois. And I can tell you, I have been to Ashmore Estates a couple times and it is amazing and it is creepy and is it an extremely haunted. And if you are sensitive, you're gonna go crazy. My my sensory overload is just goes crazy every time. That's May thirteenth. Was that the one, that
0: one? Was that the one you mentioned? And I think it was the first season when we were interviewing, or first episode when we were interviewing you.
1: I think so. Ashmore States, yeah, with the boiler room and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's and the, the owner of Ashmore States, Robin Terry. The, he's just amazing. Everyone there is amazing. Um, another Bigfoot Festival in Marion, North Carolina, on May thirteenth and fourteenth. Let's see. West Coast Haunters Convention. So are they haunting it or are they hunting <laughs> it? That's May 13th to 15th.
0: I like the May 20th to the 22nd. I like the name of that one. Paravation.
1: Paravation.
0: Strasburg, Virginia.
1: <laughs> that That is a strange, yeah, it's a strange name. Let's see. Coming up in June, Pine Bush. And I'm sorry, I have to be the 12-year-old little boy now. <laughs> Pine Bush UFO Fair on June 4th. Let's see, StrangerCon, New Jersey. A salute to the TV series Stranger Things, and that's in Edison, New Jersey. I love Stranger Things. July is not looking great. Midsummer Scream Halloween Festival in Long Beach, California, July 29th through 31st, and that's it for them. Let's see, August, not looking great. Um, We have an August to be announced. Kelly Little Green Men Days Festival.
0: Kelly, Seriously, Kentucky. That is
1: amazing. Kelly, Kentucky. Hmm. Uh, Hexpo, the gathering in Asheville, North Carolina, on August twelfth to thirteenth. Hillcon at Haunted Hillview Manor in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, August thirteenth. That sounds interesting too. Hmm.
0: August twelfth is my best friend's birthday, and she hates is everything it? horror. So, oh, <laughs> um, we won't be going it's... to North Carolina then.
1: How does she, You know, that's all, My my jam is horror.
0: I'm trying to get um, her to watch Supernatural and even Supernatural is kinda of getting to her, which granted season one was quite gory, so
1: I see and I like that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I love horror I think, and action and blow up and
0: I think she'll be better with it once we get farther into the show where it's less gore and more, you know less gore, more lore. Hey, I made a rhyme. <laughs>
1: there you go. You had asked me the first episode what my show was before The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I had to think about it and think about it the last time that I sat down because it was such and such day and such and such time it was Beverly Hills, 90210.
0: Well, that's back not supernatural, but.
1: <laughs> no, that back in the 90s. Um, Wayward Pines was the one I was trying to think of with Matt Dillon. And there was only, I think, two seasons. And Channel 5 had, had ended because of the contract dispute. That's the one I was trying to talk about last time.
0: Well, we're going to um, talk a little bit about TV when we get to the paranormal pop culture because I started watching
1: something. <laughs> you know I'm in on that. Okay, September. Uh, September, we have Central
0: P4Normal. P4Normal? P4Normal. So it's paranormal P4-a-normal. with P4RA normal. Don't know what that before, means exactly, but. Before normal?
1: Before normal?
0: Well, let's click on Convention. it and see.
1: And that's just this fall of 2022, but I will tell you, September 9th through 11th, I will be in Mattoon, Illinois. It is not Mattoon. I got corrected. It's Mattoon, Illinois, for the Silicon Central Illinois Par- Paranormal Convention, and there is always big names there. We have, you know, uh, Ghost Hunters from TV shows. We have Deep South Paranormal on there. Um, Jesse from uh, Fast and Furious, and I think he was on supernatural at one point, too, actually. Who was it? Um, I think so. I think I remember seeing him on there. What was but his he name? He was there... I don't know. Um, let me go look him up real quick. Um, he was there two years ago. You know, nothing Nothing was going on last year um, yeah. or the year before. Everything kept getting uh, canceled because of the stupid, you know, C-word. Mm-hmm. So, up here.
0: I clicked on the link for that central P for normal, yeah, whatever we were trying to say, normal. <laughs> in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, um, it's, I think it's a typo. I think it's supposed to be P.A. for normal, because it's in a old pajama factory.
1: That makes a lot more sense yeah. than P. for normal.
0: I think it's supposed to be P.A. and still have the dash, but, because it's Pennsylvania, so. so.
1: Yeah, that, I thought that was a little weird, but I mean, who am I to judge? I mean, I, I name my character some wild stuff.
0: yeah. And uh, just a little side note about that, Silcon, is pronounced Silcon, right?
1: Silcon, uh-huh. Central um, Illinois. We're going to have the
0: coordinator as our guest in a couple weeks.
1: And I expect to be on with her because I adore Becky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on Supernatural, though. But... In
0: October, there's a very, very popular Paracon coming back. Sleepy Hollow Paracon in Terrytown, New York, October 22nd. I want to go. What?
1: My, sorry, my thing just refreshed
0: when I was trying to look at it. No problem. And there's a pan, and it says Demic in... Um, Pan-Demic
1: yeah. Paracon. <laughs> but that's online, and it says exact date to be determined. Yeah,
0: that's still in October.
1: And then we have nothing, nothing after that.
0: Yeah, 97? nothing
1: for... I think. Well... There's not a whole lot goes on in the winter anyways with the parakymic conventions. Yeah,
0: that's understandable, but you'd think there would be something like in California or something.
1: No, it's just, it's just not... Ooh, oh, it doesn't... Crypticon was one I was supposed to go to in 2016, but my father died. So the weekend that I was supposed to be there in Kansas City um, was his memorial, so I was unable to go. But it doesn't look like they have them scheduled yet for that.
0: It might. They might and be waiting... To see more about what's going on with COVID.
1: Well, you know, they're saying there's another variant. I went two years without anything, without a cold, without anything, and my husband, myself, my mom, and my uncle all got the stupid COVID at the same time. So we couldn't even take care of each other. Whatever.
0: Well, anyway, <laughs> nice segue into the haunted headlines for today.
1: Oh, no, let's do it.
0: So, the pandemic has changed a lot, right? Understandably. Of course. Okay. Well, apparently it's also affected paranormal activity. How? (laughs) So, reports are that from the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020 till now, ghost sightings and mysterious happenings have increased immensely. I wonder if it's
1: because more people are inside or if they're feeding um, off our energies. When I was
0: reading about it, it said that there are scientists and police and everybody are not sure if it's because people are staying home more or if it's kind of a type of paranoia. They also um, hypothesize that it could be because people are spooked by the pandemic. So they're leaning towards believing more in, you know, spirits and stuff to escape reality. Yeah which I can understand in a way. Um
1: or maybe they they're just feeding off our energies and kind of like a dog knows when you're nervous.
0: Well yeah, and, and that's what I was thinking too like with more people staying home there's more that the ghosts can draw on. Right. But it, right. the thing is is it's not just ghosts. Like it's even higher reports of strange noises, strange sightings, things like that. So it's like People are who never thought their houses were haunted are now thinking that they're living with ghosts.
1: I just I just want to see a UFO in Bigfoot. I don't I don't think that's too much to ask.
0: That was the only haunted headline actually. That's all I got really? for this week. I could not find anything. I even got newspapers and stuff thinking I would find wow. something. But that was it for this week.
1: And well it seems like everybody's focused on wars coming up and pandemics and People are losing their damn minds. Well, you know,
0: I've discovered something. So, in Supernatural, you know how they're, Sam and Dean are always, like, looking for cases? Like, they're looking at yeah. police reports and all these other... Like, right. It's not as easy as they make it look. No, no. And you <laughs> because, can't, you know... First of all... to trade
1: a police department and no.
0: First of all, you type in Supernatural, you get the show. You know? The whole freaking yeah. Google results is about the show. Oh, yeah. Secondly... Like I've typed in so many things, I've typed in paranormal, supernatural, mysterious deaths, werewolves, vamp—you know—I've typed in anything I could think of, and still I get nothing. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> paranormal pop culture. First of all, do you have anything to mention?
1: I don't, mm-hmm. no. Oh, Nothing. you said earlier about researching, by the way. You know how I'm working on a fantasy book right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to release it. Yeah, trying to research specific creatures brings up things like Dungeons and Dragons and TV shows like Supernatural. So, yeah, that's my headline is that it's impossible to research folklore and mythology without a game show not a game show a tv show or a game like dungeons and dragons there's my my headline. yeah yeah Spec- women author is not easy people
0: this specific keywords are important apparently
1: yes <laughs> have
0: you ever played dungeons and dragons
1: i have not i had one boyfriend and he wasn't even a boyfriend i dated him for like two or three weeks and i was so he was so pretty oh he was so pretty and i went to hang out with his friends and i was like are, are we serious right now? Like, this is what we're doing? We're sitting in a basement playing
0: Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, that sounds like Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright, well, here's my big news for the day. Well, there's there's two things, but personally, I have started watching Teen Wolf. Really? Yes. The I've, TV show or the I, movie? I, the TV show. I, well, I've seen oh, okay. the movie. I started it on Monday, and I'm in the middle of season three. And, <laughs> and it's good. It's, so. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, but you can tell I've been binging it. If I'm already in the middle of season three,
1: <laughs> well, have you watched Witcher yet? I, I recommend it. Have you watched it yet?
0: I started to don't like it.
1: Just watch it.
0: I can't. I don't <laughs> like it. It does not. Just watch it does. It. Dude, there's so many
1: cool monsters in there, and so much fantasy. Just get past the part of me drooling over him <laughs> and watch the rest. It is a little violent. And it can be a little bloody, but there's so, there's witches, and but they're, they're, they're theory of chaos. You know, it's just, there's so many worlds built in. It's fascinating to watch. I mean, you know, he's pretty sexy and I'll watch him all day long. But even if you took him out and just the monsters and the creatures and the magic, it is... <laughs> Girl, you'll love it. Trust me. Just keep well, watching.
0: maybe later. Maybe when it's not so popular because I actually have oh. a, a big, long list of things I'm going to watch for this podcast. So for anybody listening, be grateful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to binge everything I can think of.
1: Well, people are always telling me to watch this show and watch that show. And I don't usually, you know, I don't go downstairs till seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, sometimes later because I'm working all dang day long. And then I've lost control of the TV. so, And we just, like, last night we watched a, a movie called Frozen Ground. Nith- Nicolas Cage, of all people. It was actually good with Nicolas Cage. But it was based on a true story. It's based in like, the 80s from a serial killer. It was really good. Hmm. yeah, I don't usually have control of the TV.
0: I may have to check that out. I like Nicolas Cage, so...
1: Frozen Ground. It's a really
0: good movie. It really is. So, when it comes to Teen Wolf, uh, my first thought when I first started watching it was how weird it was to see um, the main character, the actor that plays him is Tyler Posey. It was really weird to see him grown up because I know him from the movie Made in Manhattan with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Oh, I love that And it that was movie. like, in my brain, he went from this, like, 7, 8-year-old kid Little to kid, yeah. 16. <laughs>
2: and at 16
0: on a young adult show he's doing things that i cannot wrap my head around because in my brain he's still seven
1: (laughs) everybody keeps recommending i forgot what the tv show was called and it's 17 year olds but it's so dirty and i'm like i don't watch 17 year olds getting dirty (laughs) on like rain someone recommended rain r-e-i-g-n so okay i'm into that kind of stuff these are young girls and i
0: I tried that. I couldn't, it was, I have a problem with some things like Downton Abbey. It, if there's too much information coming at me, I, my brain kind of like Info gets distracted. Dump. Info
1: dump? I don't well, not I even don't just
0: dump. that. If there's just, if it's just way too complicated that there's stuff, new stuff at like every episode, I, I can't pay attention to it. I My I attention you didn't span watch is Game like, of Thrones? huh?
1: Can I assume you didn't watch Game of Thrones then? I
0: started to, didn't like it.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> because there's so many different worlds. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I had this TV slump for a while where I just didn't like anything. And, like, I don't I don't watch when something's new on TV. I don't watch it anymore because I cannot pay attention. I have to wait until it's on streaming so I can binge it.
1: I, and, see, I have my cable on in my, my cave right now. And I have Jaws 2 playing in the background. But this book, I told you, the book I've been writing right now, wants (laughs) Viking folklore music. Not folklore music, Viking folk music. So I usually just turn the TV off and just have that playing through Spotify.
0: It's interesting that you kind of just... Gave us a little insight into the story, in a way, with yeah. that comment. I'd be, I'll they're be... They're not
1: Vikings, though. That's the thing, is they're not Vikings. I'll be curious reason, to read it, that though. Music, well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that music kind of
0: fed it. So, remember how one of the things you were worried about with Teen Wolf was that it was more dramatic than comedy? Yeah, yeah. It's dramatic. It's definitely dramatic. It's definitely a lot more dramatic than the movie. But there is plenty of comedy in it. I was really surprised. It, okay, I'll it's, check it out. There's. I mean, there's. Okay, so there's a couple of different kinds of comedy. So his best friend Styles is the goofy, dorky, yeah. you know, making sarcastic Styles jokes. Was in
1: the movie. Yeah, yeah making sarcastic was
0: in the movie. jokes all the time. That's his comedy. But then there's Derek, who's a, also a werewolf that very rarely smiles, but yet can make jokes. But he he delivers them dryly, but they're delivered in a way that still makes me want to laugh, like really laugh. So, there's lots of comedy in it. I was surprised by that. Um, And I don't actually, aside from the name and the fact that he was bitten, I don't really connect it with the movie. They're two separate things. Is
1: there a boof?
0: Is there a what?
1: Boof. B-O-O-F.
0: What was that? That was the main
1: main love interest in the movie. Boof.
0: Oh, no. No, no.
1: Yeah, Styles was his best friend, but Boof was the love interest.
0: Um... His girlfriend's name is Allison, and there's a lot more to that that I won't say because it's a spoiler. Also, oh, they, kept,
1: they kept Styles, but not Boof. Okay.
0: Um, you know how long it's been since I've seen that movie because I don't have it on DVD. <laughs> it's crazy. I need to buy. I need to find it.
1: Can you realize when that movie came out, I was nine.
0: Mm. Yeah, we won't <laughs> go there. <laughs> um, but so you know how in the movie it was more about like sports and yeah, doing his, crazy his things when he transformed and stuff like that. Yeah. The thing I like about the T V show is it's more about the transformation and like the repercussions of being a werewolf. So well I
1: mean that was that was part of the movie too is the repercussions. Because but you yeah, try to use it as a status
0: symbol and end up like screwing things up. Yeah, but it's focused more on that in the show than it yeah. is the other stuff. There's yeah. still I mean there's some like in the right after he became a werewolf he so in the show he plays lacrosse and um there was a a scene where he was using his wolfy abilities to win at lacrosse that kind of reminded me of the basketball scene in the movie yeah so there's some things some references but honestly they're completely separate
1: so is the makeup and graphics better than the 85 movie um
0: in the very <laughs> beginning of season one the werewolf that bit him was kind of comically made. Um, but it got better. It got better after that. I think they didn't what I think that what happened was is they didn't focus too much on that until they knew it was gonna be a show like right, So for right. the first five episodes or or so, the special effects weren't the best, but they got yeah. better. So it's well,
1: just like any show they don't put too much money into the pilot.
0: Okay, so that's all I had to say about Teen Wolf. Now, mention, remember how I mentioned how you Google Supernatural and you get the show?
1: Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Apparently, I missed a uh, pretty important announcement a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. discovered this as I was doing research and noticed that all the Google results were coming up for the show. So, do you remember, I don't want to dwell too much on this, but do you remember a little while back where they, Jared and Jensen got into a little bit of a fight because of that prequel he was trying to make? Uh Uh-huh. Well, apparently the CW has ordered a pilot of it, so. Really? Yeah, one step closer to that. Now, I'm still a little on the fence about how I feel about this prequel. Like, yay for more in that world, but it's the parents. And it's about their love story.
1: You know, I heard an interesting theory actually yesterday about oversaturation of shows. How shows become super popular and then they do the spinoff and the spinoff and the spinoff and they lose the popularity because they become oversaturated. Now think about if you go to, say, Walmart, as opposed, I don't know where what you have where you live, but like we have something in Frontenac. We have these stores in Frontenac. Or even dillard's i mean dillard's is higher than walmart walmart's wall-to-wall cram full of stuff high-end stores have a small variety it makes you want them more i think as they start doing spinoffs of shows people start losing interest yeah it's fun to live in the world but do you want to read a book series that's 30 books long of the same couples yeah, yeah the world's fun but you want to
0: a variety. I really wish the other spinoff they were thinking of doing didn't get canceled because yeah. I much rather would see the women hunting than I would the parents' love story. Like this right. is just not going to have the same feel. I don't think. I mean, it's Jensen, so maybe it will. And Dean is supposed to be the narrator, so that will connect it. But I just I don't think it's going to have the same vibe. No, but I'll well, give man, it a chance. I love-
1: the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Beyond, whatever that, that next one is, it's just not the same as, you know, this is the last season of Walking Dead. We got oversaturated and we got to the point where we're like, wah, wah. I don't think it's going to have the same appeal as Supernatural did with the brothers. I mean, who really cares to go see the parents?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it would be one thing. hard. It would be one thing if it was about hunting, which it could still have. I don't want to give too many spoilers because you haven't seen it, but it still could have some hunting background to the plot. Right. But I think it's gonna focus well, too much on the love and everything. So
1: I mean they have to build that world because that's where the, the boys came from. Yeah. You know? So there's mm. gonna have to be something, some form of supernatural creatures in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well I'm gonna I'll give it a chance, especially since this is Jensen, but I—I <laughs> at this point I don't have too high hopes.
1: Him as a person, him and, and uh, Jared, they're so adorable. They're so funny.
0: Like I said, I'll give it a shot.
1: You're, you're not on TikTok enough, son of a bitch. I Everybody don't... does him, son of a bitch.
0: I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not getting on TikTok. I'm not <laughs> doing why it. That's
2: I send you all of them.
0: <laughs> all right, so, again, that's all I had for paranormal pop culture. There's, like, <laughs> nothing out there right now. I don't know it's a quiet week let's put it that way
1: well wait till wait till you talk to becky wait till you talk to james they've got some stories james specifically i was ghostwriting for him at one point and i can tell you he's got some stories make sure you ask about the ones that i sent you those are fun well
0: yeah, yeah. you're gonna join us so you can ask him
1: well i'll ask him myself
0: yes. <laughs> and we'll be on james. in a couple I- of weeks as well <laughs>
1: Well, and I've only been at one show with James, Silcon, um, and the last time I was there, um, he wasn't able to make it. You know, health issues. Um, Becky, I have been with Becky a few times now. You know, I'll go to Ashmore States, and then I'll come over into Mattoon and hang out with her. I just, I love Becky. And I met all these people at Silcon. I've met them. I was at, I want to say it was the inaugural Silcon. And it was at just this little small room just a you know a few tables and now it's grown to where we're filling a mall i don't know if it's i'm assuming it's still at the mall but we fill the mall now
0: yes it is it is at cross county mall in yep. how do you say it was pronounced mattoon mattoon, mattoon. Not, illinois not mattoon, mattoon i won't yeah, remember at that, one <laughs> point
1: that the, the mall was full and it had a chinese restaurant and all kinds of stuff but the last time we were there one of the stores was gone and that was another room to fill. I mean it, it packs um, Santiago Cirillo, from he was on a, a, a small plot part in The Walking Dead, but he's also an actor in other things and, and he's big contributor to everything military because he's a veteran. I met him through there you know so every time and then we always have the after parties where we go out we do karaoke or whatever it's just it's almost like fellowship of a bunch of weirdos. You know, because we've all run into each other at different shows, you know. Mm. But yeah, these are great people. Just wait. You'll see. I wish I could go. (laughs) I do, too. Just get a plane ticket.
0: Yeah, that's not as easy as it sounds. (laughs) So since that's all I had, I'm assuming all you had.
1: Well, just, uh, you know, uh, shift in focus is officially out officially live. It is book two in the Shifter Council Executioner series. Book three will probably be out in about three months-ish. ish. got to finish writing what I'm working on. So I've decided, Genevieve, instead of working on just one series at a time, I'm going to do the variety. I'm going to go back and forth. Okay. So that'll keep me fresh, and then I'll give people something to look forward to, back and forth.
0: Okay. That's perfectly yeah. fine with your editor. <laughs> yeah. Now you just got to finish one.
1: I'm working on it. I'm you know, I'm like eighteen thousand into book three of the executioners and I'm twenty as of this morning twenty seven thousand words. Twenty six thousand nine hundred five words into this new project. We won't
0: say much more than that. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about writing <laughs> because I had a thousand words in my um new young adult that I was starting and redid it and redid it and redid it. I'm (laughs)
1: upset that you're taking away the one you gave me to read. That was, I was having so much fun.
0: I'm not, I'm still going to work on it, but I just, it's not the right thing. And I just want to say to the listeners, I apologize for the slight echo there. I don't know what happened.
1: Was there an echo? Yeah. No,
0: when I was talking, there was a slight echo, but it's gone now. That's weird. So, in that case, let's get to this week's interview. So, this week's interview is Jenna O'Malley. Um, and I'm just going to read her bio. And it says Award winning indie author and Maryland native, Jenna O'Malley lives with her geeky husband and their beloved felines. Her words, not mine. <laughs> a longtime anime fan, gamer, metalhead, history lover, and English teacher, she blends contemporary references with fantasy, history, and a dash of romance. The world she creates highlight issues across time, including women's rights, the importance of all voices in leadership, LGBTQIA alliance, mental health awareness, and anti-racism. And I read her book, um, Bound by Oath and Heart, and absolutely loved it, which we talk about in the interview.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. She sounds like
0: somebody I want to hang out with. <laughs> she was. It was a great interview, so um, let's listen to it. <laughs> Today's spooky special guest is Jenna O'Malley. Jenna's book, Bound by Oath and Heart, won the Best Book Editor's Book of the Year Award and has been heralded as brilliant, rich in magic, and hard to put down. Thanks for being here, Jenna. Thank you for having me today, my lovely.
2: How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. It's fabulous to be here.
0: Great. Great. Glad to have you. Um, I'm going to say right now, I apologize if you hear background noise or if I happen to cough or sneeze. Um, fortunately, I'm not feeling too great today, so I had to move to a different location than where I normally record. Understood, and I hope you get feeling better soon. Thank you. I think it's just a slight cold. It's just, For some reason, I'm coughing and sneezing today.
2: It's allergy season
0: in my neighborhood, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> It could be that too, with all the wind and the changes in temperature, you never know. That's true, that's true. So, um, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to uh, kind of introduce yourself. Sure, thank
2: you. Well, I am Jenna O'Malley. Uh, I apologize if you hear one of my cat children um, in the background. She's being a very needy, elderly kitty. I am, of course, therefore a cat mom. The Lady Nerd, and also known as The Soul Writer. As you mentioned, my book, Bound by Oath and Heart, did recently win that award. It is book two in the Asinoe Forest Alliance series, with book one, Bound by Fate and Blood, having just celebrated its one-year book bash anniversary for publication earlier this week on Valentine's Day. Oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. It was a blast. It was an absolute fun day just to sit there and reflect on how things have grown and changed in the last year I bet yes
0: it's been a crazy year yes very much so now um was there a reason behind why you wrote supernatural stories in a way um I have long
2: been a fan of paranormal fiction romance mystery you name it I just enjoyed it I'm one of those people who probably had shows like Ghost Hunters just running in the background as background noise for too long in college while doing essays and stuff. Um, I've had a couple of friends of mine who are really big into the paranormal as well, and I've had one or two small encounters on my own, I guess you could say. Well, that's going to be a question for
0: later. (laughs) Perfect! <laughs> um, I'd like to get started with my guests, um, get a little bit about their writing routine, mm-hmm. because I know they vary quite a bit between authors. So is there a specific time of day that you write?
2: I am a morning person, but I'm also a virtual ELA teacher. My students are mostly based in Michigan. I have a good chunk of them who are also part of our international side of the school and live in Brazil. So my mornings start early, and I have not been as diligent on my early morning writing as of late. Something that has been saving my behind are writing sprints, productivity sprints, and things of that nature. Just getting in there and Having the time to chit-chat in between bursts of work is so uplifting, so enlightening, and I absolutely enjoy the atmosphere that people have cultivated to allow people like me who work from home and who also don't always work the same schedule all the time to have those various options to kind of pick up where life lets me with my
0: schedule when that does happen. I love writing sprints myself. Now, do you participate in those on like YouTube or Facebook? As
2: an author tuber, I definitely do the ones on YouTube to support my fellow author tubers and writers. But I also will be starting my own here in the near future as well. That's going to be launching next month, actually. And that's on your YouTube channel? Sure is. You're going to be looking out for a show called soul squad sprinters what i hope to eventually do is have other authors and creative minds on to help them celebrate milestones whether it be they're launching a new book celebrating an anniversary Um, maybe they have a huge event they're advertising that's coming up on various social platforms or in person things of that nature
0: great great well i will make sure to include a link in the show notes to your youtube channel sure thank you you're welcome Um, So in keeping with that routine, do you find that there's any tools that are absolutely a necessity for you with your writing? I used to be a huge
2: fan of bullet journaling until two, three weeks ago. Um, (laughs) There is a video on my YouTube channel that will go into more details as to why I had to do what I'm calling the Big Pivot. But I used to be a huge bullet journaler. It goes back to the days of I loved my student planner when I was in you K-12. Know, through 12. That's kind of the birth of it. But I did recently transfer to using Google Calendar and TaskBoard, which is part of the Google suite as well. Oh, interesting. I've never heard of that. I'll have to check it out. TaskBoard is really awesome. I even have the free version, and it's basically a virtual sticky note corkboard of just to do lists. So what I've done is I have like a priority 1 list and then I just have different lists for each day of the week. So it's kind of like a virtual version of my bullet journal basically. And it has allowed me to really visualize on one screen and in one setting what I truly can and cannot accomplish in a day.
0: Okay, because so I, do
2: I- teach full time and author and Author 2, and everything around
0: it. Okay, so I use a program called Trello, so it's basically the same thing. It's pro- It sounds very similar. Yeah. I
2: have seen Trello, I have not used Trello. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Um, hey, to yeah. each their own on what program they use. I didn't know anything about Trello until I watched a YouTube video last week, so it's brand new to me, but I'm enjoying it so far. There you go, and to each their own. Okay, well, my next question would be kind of a follow-up although we've sort of touched on it a little bit um how long have you been writing as far as
2: published works go one year unpublished I've been writing since um I've been writing since the early 2000s I am an anime otaku and gamer so I used to to write a dirty little word called fanfiction that my husband recently outed me about (laughs) unfortunately so now I have to own up to it but at the same time I'll admit as a teacher of writing fanfiction is a really good way and an easy way to get in there and experiment with elements that you might not otherwise have tried on your own because I'll admit inventing a magic system by yourself is daunting (laughs) <laughs> and if you've never written in a world that uses magic before if you want to play around with that fan fiction would be a cheap easy dirty way to play with it on a weekend to see if you really can include it in your next series
0: or whatever and how much trouble did the husband get into for telling that oh that's a
2: dirty little secret that i've been trying to keep for a year he finally took it away from me so he's not in trouble but he knows i'm not happy with him either um, he does still wait on me to finish a batch of cinnamon rolls. I owe him, put it that way.
0: <laughs> I, I don't find that there's anything wrong with fan fiction. I mean, I wouldn't really use it as a career because technically it is somebody else's idea. But I do feel that what it is. <laughs> I do feel that fan fiction um, helps you kind of strengthen your skills as a writer as well.
2: Because it's kind of a no-pressure
0: zone.
2: I think if you're doing it in a way where you're trying to write it in the same tone or whatever that the book or whatever was written in and it's new to you, it's a safe way. A low-risk attempt at including experimental things in your writing. So why not?
0: Yes, and I will admit, even though I have never told anybody this, not even my best friend, but I will admit that I wrote one fan fiction story in my lifetime. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I
2: managed to get somebody else to admit that dirty little secret. It's, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> it's not
0: the typical fan fiction story because it's not about, like, you know, another book or, you know, a lot of the fan fiction is based around, like, the fantasies and things like that. My fan fiction was a friend's fan fiction.
2: I know people who write friend's fan fiction, <laughs> so don't feel that. I know people who wrote boy band
0: fan fiction oh wow so no shame well (laughs) i personally just thought that it was unfair that we didn't get to see what happened with ross and rachel after the show ended so i wrote it I don't blame you, <laughs> and my husband wouldn't either. He loves
2: that show, and I'm sure that is the most common thing everyone wanted to know, even if it was just, like, a five-minute glimpse ahead at the end of the last episode. I think that would have solved
0: it. Well, what I wrote was their wedding. Oh, yes! Perfect choice, perfect choice. And, and you know, the, writing the wedding helped me include Monica and Chandler and all the rest mm-hmm. of them, because they were all, you know, um, connected in a way, so... I don't blame you for going there. It was the most
2: logical place to go, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it was fun to write, too, and I I still have it somewhere, but, you know, it was just for me, basically. It was just for fun.
2: Exactly, exactly. And you learned possibly something from it, whether or not you realized it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, you were writing in fan fiction, but is that where you sort of got your idea for these books?
2: no not really um as i once upon a time told a friend the real idea for this probably is a result of me watching way too many vampire movies and reading way too many books by J.R. ward at the time too because her books just kind of you know crash landed in my life with the black dagger brotherhood and her tone of voice as a writer kept me laughing so hard. It wasn't the vampires that made me want to read. She is sarcastic. She is witty in her writing. And that just, that alone inspired me to get writing. And then I became an English major. Then I became an English teacher. And suddenly I had no free creativity because I was
0: teaching writing. So... So what Ash was it? being what they are. <laughs> what was it about fantasy that enticed you as a writer? I'm also a, a anime and gaming nerd.
2: For one, I think I said that. But for two, I read a lot of Lord of the Rings growing up. Like Lord of the Rings and Shakespeare were what I read when Harry Potter first came out, and everybody was loving on Harry Potter. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm already reading high school-level works in middle school because I was that kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Belle from Beauty and the Beast was my idol. I wanted to be her and
0: tried really hard to emulate her a little too much growing up. You sort of answered one of my other questions I was going to ask you um, because I was going to let you know that uh, your novel, um, Bound by Oath and Heart, for me anyway, was reminiscent of authors like Piers Anthony or, like you said, Tolkien. Tolkien. So you sort of already answered this, but were they big influences for you? I
2: do consider my work definitely a crossroads between J.R.R. Tolkien and J.R. Ward, just because the vampires and the sarcasm and wit came from her. And then, of course, we have the invented language. It was because of... Actually, she has invented language now that I think about it, too. Oops. But... um. It's very much likely that his take on otherworldly creatures that are not humanoid. So I'm talking like his monster-based creatures. Like they probably inspire a lot of my battle writing when I'm get when I'm starting to get into with book three, where we're actually dealing with summoning creatures and stuff to your aid potentially (laughs) um but the other big influence that is mostly where I draw my fantasy from is my history of playing Dungeons and Dragons Pathfinder and other games like Vampire the Masquerade for d20 games
0: Uh, I mentioned Piers Anthony and I'm just now realizing most people probably listening to this have no idea who he is I do, because I'm lady
2: nerd, but <laughs> Piers Anthony is like a contingent with Tolkien, for sure. I would say a little more contemporary,
0: though. Uh, I could be wrong. My The thing about Pierce Anthony is, is, as much as I loved his books, my brain automatically goes back to high school, because that's what we had to read in English class. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. (laughs) Well, we had a pretty cool English teacher in, I believe it was junior year, so it was pretty much fantasy all the whole time, the whole time we were in that class. See, I had your stereotypical,
2: you had American, like, you started in the Revolutionary War and went up through the end of World War II, American lit, for my junior year, but then my senior year was all... European literature before the year 1800, and it was so amazing. So maybe that and then re-exposing myself to European in College probably influences my work more than I realize as well, because a lot of my takes on vampires and werewolves are actually based on, like, old Eastern European folklore, not like Bram Stoker's Dracula and Anne Rice, per se. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things I really like about vampires, and I felt this with your book too, is that it's it's kind of I don't want to say easy because it's not easy, but the way that you can interpret vampire lore, it, it's kind of what do I want to say? You know, like there there is no end to it. You can interpret it in so many ways, mm-hmm. which is why I think vampire stories can stand out regardless of how many are made
2: and oh goodness I forget who wrote this article actually I was just teaching a unit on paranormal fiction for one of my classes recently and we were discussing about how even with just vampires alone it has come in waves so the waves being the very first wave would be that early mythology from uh, European lit, and then you would get Bram Stoker, Dracula, and then you got Anne Rice, and then you got, my least favorite, no offense, Twilight. Um, so it's kind of coming like three, four, and maybe now a fifth wave is what they're saying. And every time that wave comes out, we have indeed, like you said, gotten a slightly, I don't want to say more modern take, But the perspective is
0: far more reflective of the time. Yes, yes, I agree. And don't worry about saying that thing about Twilight, because it's been discussed on both episodes before yours that I'm not a fan of Twilight.
2: Um, If you want to know how I feel, um, please go visit a channel called Cinema Therapy. They have a playlist on Twilight. It'll say everything I feel from the mouth of a therapist and the mouth of a filmmaker. Thank you.
0: Mm. Just that channel, channel in general,
2: sounds interesting. I might have to look that up. They they do an amazing job. I mean, they've gone through a lot of the major Marvel characters, and they're like, Loki has this, Joker has that for DC, and it's it's an intriguing channel. Definitely worth the watch, especially if you want to check
0: your sensitivity on use of mental health issues in your literature. Mm, that's a good resource. That definitely is something that quite a few people probably could utilize and they don't
2: yes they definitely focus on busting myths about mental health concerns and I have characters who battle various types of mental illness in my books and I don't hide that It's even in my author bio that I don't hide that so I definitely check my sensitivities
0: and my biases on it as often as possible I will, uh, look that up and include it in the show notes for anybody that's interested. Thank you. My next question was, uh, what challenges do you face when you're writing fantasy? Um, other than my cats being distracting,
2: <laughs> anytime I'm trying to write, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you said, uh, what for fantasy again? What, what challenges pop- do you face? Challenges, challenges. Um, keeping track of who is doing what, because I have a large cast of characters in the Alliance. Um, there's a lot of secondary characters and they all fight for screen time because they all love talking. Um, so I have been known for Malice to start off a conversation only to end up accidentally swapping out with Hotomy on occasion because they both dual-wheeled pistols. So, sometimes that happens, and thank goodness I have an editor who catches it 99.999% of the time. And
0: on that segued perfectly into my next question, because um, I noticed in your book that you utilize several types of supernatural creatures, um, and I was wondering if it was difficult finding a balance with them throughout the story.
2: Yes, and as I'm wrapping up writing the final manuscript to book 3 this weekend because we have less than 10,000 words to it um, I'm noticing that it is very very unfairly imbalanced in favor of the vampires and the werewolves like we're going to the, the, the whole theme of extinction um, that they're fighting against Yeah, it definitely hits certain types of my mortal characters way harder than others. And I can't exactly tell you which one gets hurt the hardest because it would give you spoilers for book four, which is coming out in time for Christmas this year.
0: Oh, wonderful! Thank you. I will definitely be looking for that, although I have to go back and read book one because I started with book two. <laughs> you must have been so confused. Um, There were moments, but I pretty much got the gist, um, but I do definitely want to read book one just to kind of cement my idea of what I was reading in book two. Book one is
2: my red-headed stepchild because it is the eldest, unfortunately. Um, Neftiri and Ian are definitely owed a rewrite when we wrap up book five within the next year or so Um, just because I had so much going on and I was trying to set up a series as opposed to close out a book in the end so that the ending to that book needs a serious rewrite and I know it. How many books are you planning? There's A lot. (laughs) Um, When I originally first started writing The Alliance, it was only supposed to be three books. The current saga we are set in is now five. Book six, which is supposed to be the first of a trilogy, maybe, jumps us to the year 2015 with kind of the next generation and where are they now when magic comes back into a modern world. And then I have the origin story of Cleopatra and Arseneway, the sisters who are the origin behind where all this mess started. And I am currently working on spinoff stories to be in an anthology for the winged ones as my monthly newsletter. Wow. It's 13 books in total right now. So you got your work cut out for you for the next couple of years. I will have books the first saga uh, up through book five out by April 2023. And if I do it right and set up the rapid release correctly, I could have it to where I have all of the books done and out by the end of 2025 for the entire series. Wow, wow, that's impressive. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if my life will let me because the original goal was to have had book five done by the end of 2022 but my health wouldn't let me keep up with that pace, sadly. Uh, well, it's more important sometimes to deal with health and personal problems than the book, unfortunately.
0: Correctly. <laughs> said, very much so. Um. So your bio talks about diversity. Uh, what else do you want to be known for with your work? I want to be known for
2: somebody who told humanity to... Put its money where its mouth is and finally fix its own issues that are timeless, unfortunately. They should not be timeless, though. I mean, my books tackle things I couldn't escape because of the era. We are in the year 1665, 1666, and so on. It's the beginning of the age of exploration. You're really starting to get some colonies going down in the island part of the Americas and so on. You're starting to get British colonies around where I live in the mid-Atlantic region of the US, so on and so forth. And I couldn't escape talking about things that were starting at the time, like the slave trade. I guess I should say restarting because I'm, you know, we keep forgetting that it goes all the way back to Hebrews and the Egyptians even so it's something that needs to be put to rest and eradicated in my opinion and I just I couldn't I had to comment on something that
0: someone would have asked me about (laughs) well I'm, I'm glad that you didn't leave that out because I think a lot of people not even just books but just you know in media especially in general they're leaving it out as a source of not offending people but they're effectively erasing the history that is teaching us why it was offensive in the first place right it is
2: creating that cycle and the last two three decades in the world have been boasting break your negative cycles break break your negative cycles in a resounding echo and it's like uh excuse us humanity break your negative cycles <laughs> right, if you exactly. want to level up acknowledge what was wrong and learn from it right exactly erasing it's not gonna change what happened so and we're human we're supposed to learn from our mistakes exactly exactly
0: all right well that was all my questions um but i want to give you kind of a little solo moment here um To tell everybody a little bit about what's coming up for you and where they can find you in social media, where they can find your books, things like that.
2: Sure, I am actually partaking in quite a few things here in the future. If you check out my YouTube channel, there will be a video that I think I mentioned called The Big Pivot. It will contain everything you need to know about my YouTube AuthorTube BookTube schedule. I'm going to be doing productivity live streams starting in March, two days a week, twice a month, hopefully is kind of what we're shooting for i have a book review series called fiction in five i also do listening to the voices in our heads which is my podcast which you will be joining us on here in a couple of months yes and i believe you're actually the closeout of season three my dear oh wonderful i feel very special good i'm hoping to brag on you a good bit um (laughs) my vlog solo just me one-on-one series is sitting down with soul writer and my brand new series starting on march the 9th 2022 is soul writing academy i will be teaching my first mini series on how to do battle writing as i do and it's going to be pulling on my years of teaching k-12 writing as well. So you're definitely going to see
0: the teacher in me shine in those moments. Well, fantastic. I will gather all of those links and put them in the show notes for anybody that's interested. Well, thank you. The easy
2: thing to do, just give them my YouTube channel and my link tree. It's all there, my friend. <laughs> wonderful,
0: wonderful. I will do that. Um, now, I said that was all my questions, but there is one thing that every guest has to answer on this show. And that is, have you ever had any paranormal or supernatural experiences? I
2: certainly have had a
0: few. For one, I lived
2: in a house, a townhouse in downtown Baltimore for the first eight years of my life. That was a rebuild, actually, of a row of townhouses that had burned down many years before. And my parents always said, you know, it's just the house settling. And. There's no way those stairs could have creaked that loud without somebody running up and down them, Dad, mm-hmm. is normally what I replied. Well, the story goes that in that house fire, the whole row of houses did burn down. All families escaped except for three kids who were who unfortunately died while running up and down the stairs screaming, help, let us out, help, let us out trying to find a way to get to any of the windows and jump out. You could hear them screaming, in my opinion. If if you listened, you could hear them screaming for help. Mm, that's unfortunate. It's creepy. The other thing is, when my dad passed away in 2010, you would walk into a room, and for no reason, the pillow on the couch would be in the middle of the floor the cats wouldn't be anywhere near it and mind you at the time they only had one cat living in the house it was not the cat doing it he would be upstairs with my mom napping and I would walk to the door get the mail there'd be nothing on the floor I would return and there'd be a pillow in the middle of the room for no reason and I'm like okay that's creepy old man stop it so it's just little tiny stuff like that that make you stop
0: and go did that really happen or did I miss something oh, yeah <laughs> you'd be saying uh dad you believe in ghosts now
2: yeah <laughs> yeah now that you are one and we've had that conversation <laughs> just because I'm going okay what did I miss and now I'm weirded out so it's <laughs> I wouldn't say full-on encounter so much as definite brushes with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most
0: of us get unless we really tune into it. Yeah, I tell you, I, I, as much as I love ghost stories, I cannot wait until I have a guest on that says, oh yeah, I think I've encountered a werewolf or something like that. I'm just waiting for it I to would, happen. I would love to talk to that person. Um, <laughs> I had a student,
2: uh, because I taught... Um, in uh, the eastern panhandle of West Virginia for about half of my teaching career in public schools, I had a student who once told me that they actually encountered Mothman and had pictures of it. The pictures they brought in, if they were photoshopped, they were really, really, really good photoshops. Wow. I will say that because it definitely gives you that something in this photo is weird. And very unsettling the way the lighting is in it and things of that nature just you know how some old timey pictures oil pictures in particular give you that feeling of no matter where you're standing in the room it's watching you it's kind of that feeling
0: I'm I'm really am waiting for it to happen that somebody says that because I believe that stuff is out there I just think that maybe they're a little bit better at hiding themselves than we especially as authors tend to think they are oh
2: hold on for book six honey you're gonna love that that is a big part of it looking forward to it looking forward to it well
0: thanks for joining me well thank you for having me my dear i am looking forward to being your guest (laughs) and we
2: are definitely looking forward to listening to the voices in your heads for a day they're a little scary so just fair warning. I love inviting other people's chaos to come by for a visit. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it chaos, but there's a lot of them in there, that's for sure. Alrighty, well, it's been great. Thank you.
0: And that was the interview with Jenna.
1: Oh my God, she is so amazing. I cannot wait to pick up that book. I cannot wait to pick up that book. In fact, you know what? i'm gonna order it as soon as we end this
0: i wanna say i just read it and i can't remember but i want to say it was in ku let me look
1: i am not in ku well, i know i'm a terrible person i don't have kindle unlimited but yeah i buy so many books i should probably get into kindle unlimited
0: some readers and listeners might be yes it is in fact in kindle unlimited so if you have perfect. if you're in kindle unlimited you can get it for free which uh,
1: so I apparently am. <laughs> I think I'm going to get it in paperback instead of ebook because I, I need some pretty books on my shelf.
0: Apparently Amazon gave me a free trial of Kindle Unlimited hey, hey. that I didn't know about because I do not pay for it, yet I have it. so
1: It's only $10 a month when it kicks in and you get to rent as many books as possible, so think about the money you're saving. Yeah, All my
0: books are in KU. I, I like it, but I also don't like the fact that you don't get to keep them if you cancel it. So you Oh, know, I
1: didn't know
0: that. Yeah, if you if you cancel your Kindle Unlimited or it lapses or anything, your books disappear.
1: Well if you're borrowing though and not buying, yeah. that makes sense. I mean it's understandable, it's like but it's it's not yeah. something
0: I like because even I mean I you know me, I do not reread books, but I do like to reference them sometimes.
1: I reread books. I get into little little moments where my anxiety kicks in and I will read the same series four or five, t- Diane Duvall her Immortal Geek Guardian series I think I've read the entirety of this series probably four or five times
0: See, I, I don't know what up. it That's is what I, I can do that with TV shows but I cannot do that with books it's like once I know the outcome of a book I'm done with it
1: you don't have certain scenes that you go back and read again and again because no. it's just so warm and fuzzies no, no, wow. because it just
0: it doesn't hold the same impact for me if i read it more than once
1: but you know what's gonna happen on the tv
0: show yeah it's the same
1: thing <laughs> so i don't i don't understand
0: why i can do it with tv and movies but i cannot do it with books i don't get it
1: i have my shows that i watch because i need my background comfort the office that's my feel good and then my books if i'm in high anxiety one day even if i'm in the middle of something else i'll switch over to something i've already read <coughs> oh, my anxiety. excuse me god bless you
0: it was actually a cough but thanks So that's it for this week.
1: Thanks for joining us,
0: guys. Next week, uh, our guest is another author. Um, We will be having guests in March that are not authors, I promise. But (laughs) it just seems like February was all authors.
1: Author month. Yeah. It was author
0: month. But we have other guests coming up. We have a demonologist. As I said before, we have the coordinator of a paracon um and some more authors as well but we're going to get some diversity in here we're not going to just interview authors.
1: We're superior. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> I almost I almost felt people throwing their phones.
0: <laughs> so that's it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me again, Lynn. Uh, thank you for having me. I'll see you guys next week. Sounds good. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Mystical. This podcast was hosted by Genevieve Scholl and Lynn Howard and produced by Genevieve Scholl. If you'd like to contact the hostesses, you can do so by emailing letsgetmysticalpodcast at gmail.com.